So today we are going to be studying the, all the sources from the chapter number 6. So starting with the sources number 1, that is uh, <clears throat> the Chaturvedins, the Brahman verse in the four Vedas and the outcasts. So these sources is taken from the compositions of the Alvars. So these sources is trying to describe that even the low caste, they could able to worship the Vishnus. There's no restrictions in the worshipping of that God. But however, the Chaturvedins who are Brahmins who are the higher caste, they are strangers towards the Vishnus, okay? And they are also not paying any of the service to the Vishnus. So these sources is trying to give the conclusion that the, the Vishnus can be worshipped by the any different caste, okay? They doesn't discriminate on the basis of different caste. But however, you know that the, in the very earlier ancient Vedic traditions, during those periods, the very low caste peoples, they are not supposed to read the Vedas, they are not supposed to practice any of the worships which was done by the higher caste peoples, right? So however, the Alvars is all themselves, they also worships in the, the Vishnus. So this is how it shows that the, in the Bhakti moments, they allow all the different caste systems. Now just look into the source number 2 that is all about the Shastras or the devotions. So this source is composed by the Nayanar saint. Okay, so in these sources, it try to describe that the they doesn't all these Nayanars, the worshippers, they doesn't believe into the whatever norms which was made by the Brahmins. Okay, such as you know about the Gotra systems, right? Uh, the Brahmins they have made rules for the Gotras that the same Gotras they are not supposed to marry, and as well as uh, if the woman's she got married then they, they, she have to abandon their father's kodra instead of that she have to adopt her husband's kodra so this kind of the form the rules which was made by the brahmas and here in the sources it try to mention it try to state that the, the nayanas peoples are not supposed to follow all this kodra okay you have to only just uh, worships to the shiva so that is how you will be just directly connected to the God. So this is all about the ideology of the Nayanar's Bhakti. Now look into the source number 3. There is a demon. So you know that uh, we have learned that there are many of the women devotees who have started to practice the Bhakti movements. So in the Bhakti movement, it doesn't discriminate on the basis of the gender also. So this source is trying to describe about the woman called Karikal Amiyas. Who have taken an extreme part to connect with a god called Shiva, right? So she have uh, taken a very extreme part that even her all the bodies was seeming like a demons. Okay, her all the eyes got bulged out and and her teeth was seeming like a very demons. Her stomachs has been shrunken down. So this is how uh, it's tried to describe the, all the features, all the body structures of the Karikal Amayars. Because she have taken the extreme meditations without having a foot for the longer period, without just cutting her hairs and without freshening herself. So that's why her body was totally turned as similar like a demon. So this is all about the how Karikal Amayar she have taken the part to connect with the God Shiva. Now if you just look into the source number 4, that is all about the rituals and the real world. So this source is again taken from the compositions which was written by the Basavana and that composition is known as the Vachanas. Okay. 
Vasavana, he is explaining that the peoples are uh, believing in a very unfamiliar things, such as uh, stones. Okay, he said that the, if the real uh, snake just come in front of the people, then people say that uh, kill this snake, kill this snake. But however, at the same time, people also pouring us uh, milk on some black stone. So this is how the Basavana was very amazed by the, all the practice of the peoples. So that is all about the critical thinkings of the Basavana. Okay, now we are going to be discussing a source number five. That is all about the church in the Kambad. So Kambad is a places which was situated into the Gujarat state. Okay, so this sources is basically all about the order of the Akbar. Okay, so Akbar is one of the most uh, the popular rulers from the Mughal Empire, right? So Akbar, he is ordering to the, the administrator of the Gujarat that, that there are certain peoples who is the worshippers of the Jesus, and they wanted to construct the church over there, and uh, he is also telling that uh, just allow them to construct the uh, the church, okay? Just don't interfere. It. So this sources is trying to uh, give the conclusion that the Akbar is so secular toward the all different kinds of the religions. Okay, he doesn't discriminate on the basis of the different religion. Now just look into the source number six. That's all about the reverence for the jogi. So this sources is explaining that the Aurangzebs he have written letter to the jogi. So Aurangzebs, you know that, right? He is also one of the greatest. A ruler of the Mughal Empire, right? And he is uh, uh, giving a good wishes to the these jogi. Okay, so there was one guru called a uh, Guru Anand Nadjio. He is uh, just forwarding a good message to him, and as well as he is also giving us some amount also. Okay, so also again, it also showed that the Aurangzeb is also pretty much liberal toward the all different forms of the religions because the jogi they are a Hindu religions and as well as the Aurangzeb himself he is a Muslim ruler, right? So this shows that the secularisms of the Aurangzeb. Now just turn into the source number seven. That is all about the the pilgrimage of the Mughal princess Janhara during the 1643. So Janhara was a daughter of the Shahjans. So Shahjans is again one of the greatest rulers of the Mughal Empire, and he have also constructed the Taj Mahal. You know that the Taj Mahal, right? I don't think that the, uh, any of the students they doesn't know about the Taj Mahal. So uh, the daughter of the Shahjans, her name was Janhara. She have just went into the Sheikh Minimuddin Chesti, and she have written down the. Uh, the Sheikh biography. Okay, so she is explaining that the how she have went there, and what are the experience she had. She have explained about it. She is explaining that the she just went from the Agra to Ajmer for a pilgrimage of Sheikh Minimidin. When she reached there, she felt a very peaceful within inside her, and she have just spent some of the times over there. While spending the times over there, she doesn't sleep into the very luxurious life, and as well as she have just stay under the beneath of the trees. So this is how she is trying to explain the all the experience whatever she had into that Sheikh Minimidin Chesti. Now look into the source number eight. That is all about the Chakranama. So you know that the, in the Chesti Sufisms, 
they used to just recite the god name again and again to connect with the god right so in the same things in the sources also they try to describe that uh, whatever you are doing whatever jobs you are in just try to just uh, recite the god name that is a zikr right okay so they are saying that uh, even for even when you are spinning the wheel okay you have to just recite the god names when you are taking the cottons recite the god names when you are separating the cottons recite the god name and again they have also explained that the how you have to recite the god names through by stomachs through by a chest okay you have to recite the god name so this is how you will connect that uh, connect with the god so this is how they are trying to explain that uh, how you have to recite the god names and as well as in the whatever jobs you are doing you have to recite the god name now look into the source number 9 that is all about the declining of the royal gift so in the previous sessions we have learned about the relationship of the state and the sufi and at the end we have also learned that the sometimes the sufi saint and the king relationship is not that much of good so this source is explaining the same thing okay so the sheikh nizamuddin auliya okay he is not having a that much of good relationship with the uh, some uh, the king okay so one day a local rulers they have sent uh, some ownerships of the two gardens to offer it to the sheikh nizamuddin auliya but however he have refused that offer okay which show that the, the local ruler and the sheikh nizamuddin auliya they doesn't have that much of a good relationships right and again on the same times there's also another story also one day a king sultan giaushidens he have also sent some of the money and as well as ownership of the certain land to the sheikh fariduddin but however the sheikh fariduddin he have said that the I'll be just distributing this money to the, all these poor people. So I don't want it to keep with myself. So this is how he is also rejecting the money offer from the Sultan Giaushidin. Okay, so this is all about the the uh, relationship of the uh, the kings and the sheikh. Okay, now look into the source number ten. That is all about the one lot. So Kabir's he doesn't believe in the different different gods such as the Allah, Ram, Karim, Keshav, Hari, Hazrat. Okay, he just believes that the, there doesn't have any uh, different different god. There's only one god, and you have to connect that god with your your own heart. Okay, so the Kabir he is also explaining these things through by examples. He said that the gold may be shapes into the rings and as well as the Bengal and the necklace, watch anything, right? but however the gold is gold so he is explaining that there's only one god okay you don't have to be worshiping the god into the different different form so this is all about the source number 10 and the sources number 11 is our last sources from this chapter that is all about the love for the god in this sources it trying to describe that the how she is uh, trying to connect with the god okay so just read that sources it's a very simply written So we have completed the entire sources of the chapter number uh, 6 so this how we have completed this chapter also so in the next sessions we are going to be discussing we are going to be learning all about the an imperial capital called Vijayanagara okay